Welcome to the Upper Class Podcast. What's up, guys? We're coming to you live. I'm just kidding, not live. But we're coming to you from Calvary Max Studios for episode 15 of the Upper Class Podcast. And I'm joined here, I, Kyler, the host for today's podcast, is joined here with Abby Pearson. Hey. And Gracie Kilgore. Hi. And our producer, Ryan, wears sunglasses indoors, Canfield. So, Abby, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Abby Pearson, like Kyla already said. I am 16 years old, soon to be 17 next month. I am going to be a senior at Mac High, and I sometimes lead worship for Calvary Mac. Hi, I'm Gracie. I'm 18, and I just recently graduated from Mac High. I plan on going to Chemeketa for two years um, this fall to get my general education, and then I'm going to transfer over to Western Oregon University for criminal justice and minoring in forensic science, and I'm super excited to be here. That's awesome. That's super cool. Thank you. I'm glad to have you guys here today. Thank you. So most of you guys are probably wondering, if not all, why I am the host for today, (laughs) because Brian's been the host for all 14 previous episodes, and that's because Brian is out of town. He is in Portland, Maine, celebrating his anniversary and visiting some friends. So, yeah. On the other side of the country. Yes. I saw his post, and it was like, first time setting foot in the Atlantic. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. and the ocean was like, pond water. Yeah. It was so gross. Yeah. (laughs) That's so cool, though. I know. Man, to touch both oceans. Right? (laughs) Crazy. Portland to Portland. Because he's in Portland, Maine. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's Portland to Portland. All (laughs) right. So, if you haven't tuned into the other episodes, you might be wondering why an upper-class youth group has a podcast. Because that seems way too high-tech for an upper-class youth group. But this is, you know, the technology age, so it's not. But (laughs) to explain it more... We have a podcast because of the coronavirus when that started 15 weeks ago now because we got a podcast episode out the first week. But yeah, 15 weeks ago, coronavirus hit. And so church was all closed down. We couldn't go to youth group anymore. So we made a podcast so we could still get together and listen and then discuss the questions at the end. So the podcast isn't going to stop when everything opens up again and we can go back to church and go to youth group. It's still going to be a podcast. It's just going to look probably a little different than the previous episodes. It'll probably be more like the one, this one, because it's going to be ran by the students. It's going to be student producer, student host, student co-host, and yeah, all student ran, no Bryant. Probably just a little Bryant overseeing (laughs) and making sure that we're putting out, you know, the youth group good stuff. Quality content. Quality content. He'll probably listen to them. (laughs) So these podcasts can be found on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts. And you can also follow us on Instagram at calvarymac underscore upper class. And yeah, there's still no blog, so that's that's pretty much it. Getting there. Getting there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no blog yet. I think but we also yeah. have a website. We have a website? We have a website. <clears throat> or is it a tab on the Calvary Mac website? That's the website that <laughs> I was thinking of in my brain. All right. So we also have a website, calvarymac.com. Is that... Is that's that correct. Yeah, okay, okay. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we have a website, calvarymac.com, and you just go to the Calvary Mac upper class part of that. 
Mm-hmm. All right. So things are starting to open up more than, you know, before now. Woohoo! So we have on July 5th, we're getting back to youth group in air quotes because you can't see. But yeah, <laughs> um, this youth group, we're going to meet at the regular time, 7 p.m. on Sundays. And we're hopefully going to get a good group together. And it's going to be a good time just like to hang out and see everybody you've been missing so much. And also we're going to work on the youth room and get that in tip top shape ready for the fall. Because right now it looks a little bit like a construction zone. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. It's coming along. It's going to look progress. <laughs> fantastic eventually. So yeah, any thoughts? Super excited to get back into finally like a routine of some sorts. It's been super uneventful. Like, yeah, <laughs> crazy and <clears throat> stupid. Mm-hmm. Stupid. <laughs> what have you guys been doing recently? Netflix. Um, I've been going on a lot of hikes with my little brother. I wish I had a dog, you know. Everybody who knows my mom, please tell my mom to get me a dog. <laughs> um, I've been going on a lot of hikes. We've been outside for the most part, even in the rain, which has been really fun. Been staying closer to home, you know, just to reduce the risk of, like, really coming in contact with people and, like, you know, just being safe. Yeah. But other than that, a lot of Netflix, a lot of Hulu. <laughs> I play with my cat. Her name's Rosemary. She's really cute. <laughs> That's a cute name. Yeah, right? Rosemary. She's like, I named my chicken that once. Oh. And my fish. I was obsessed with that name when I was like 11. Yes, it's a cute name. Mm-hmm. What have you been doing, Kyler? <laughs> I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> like sleeping 16 it's hours out of the 24. No, you yeah, just no. graduated. Y'all just. I know. Everyone's I older like... than me. I'm the youngest one here. I'm actually an upperclassman. How do you feel like after graduation? Like, do you feel any different? Uh, like, no, what does it mean really. to you? Well, no. since since COVID like stopped everything, yeah. it's like, It's I just kind of expected. It's, like... a, it's a long weekend. Yeah, for real. Man, that's kind of funny. <clears throat> Abby is the only upperclassman here. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of us are graduated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Keeping it real. <laughs> Our roots it. are right over there. <laughs> yes. All right. So the first thing we're going to talk about today is an article that was published by New York Times where the South and the West are in like a virus limbo state right now. And they think that there are more cases. Well, they're probably testing positive for more cases, but they're doing a lot more testing that there might be a resurgence in the coronavirus in the South and the West. There are talks about the phase two, the counties and states in phase two, going back into like phase one kind of deals and shutting things down again. What are your guys' thoughts on that? Yeah, so from the beginning, like I always was like, yeah, when we get back, there's going to be like a phase two probably because we're all coming back and being around each other a lot more. But from the get-go as well, I I've always thought if you're not the elderly and you're not somebody who has an underlying illness issue, you're going to be fine. I don't think you should be held back from trying to be around your friends and family for this second, for a second time, just because first time was not terrible. I mean, a lot of stuff happened. A lot of, there was a lot of panic and stuff, but I think that we could learn definitely a lot better the second time around than we did the first time. So you think we should just stay ahead with phase two? and yeah we should definitely learn from what things happened in the first phase and try and hold on i'm trying to think of the word adjust to the changes or yeah like yeah modify our schedules or yes. plans and... yes i think 
that panic was a number one issue the first time mm-hmm. around. And so... Especially panic buying. Yes, we can definitely uh, learn, learn from, from our mistakes the second time around. I'm just hoping that it's not like a sweeping change. Like, oh, most Overnight. of Oregon is like getting cases, but Yamhill County isn't. But they're like, oh, everything is closed down again. Around us, yeah. Well, I could definitely see maybe, possibly, just... Yes. I'm hoping that doesn't over, happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to be closed down. I want to be mm-hmm. able to do things. Yeah, I definitely agree with um, both of you. Um, in my opinion, I definitely think there's going to be a second wave. I think that it's not a mistake opening everything back up, in my opinion, because I think it's necessary economically for our community to build and rebuild from some of the disaster that not only did we face as a globe, like a global pandemic, obviously, but with our economy here in McMinnville. I think it's necessary for our businesses, especially local ones, not chain franchises, you know. I also think that I agree with Abby. I feel like people who are mainly at risk are elders and people who have like autoimmune diseases or children who are really um I don't know how to say that, or like really at risk of getting it, you know? And I feel like the misconception in my opinion is that if you're sick, stay home. But And if you're not, like be cautious and courteous of other people, you know what I mean, when you're out and about. Mm-hmm. But I definitely feel like quarantine is something that should be taken like lightly. I feel like we have dramatized it and like everybody yeah. feels like, oh, I have to stay home, I have to stay home. But I feel like if you're being smart and watching out for yourself and others and doing it carefully, then you should be fine. But then again, I don't want to sound like ignorant because like yeah. I'm not a doctor. I don't know everything, but I do think with the right measures and like being courteous to other people that the second wave will be a lot more manageable, especially if we don't panic. Yeah. Because I feel like panic probably is what bit us in the behind, you know? It was like... No um, caution when panicking. Yeah. That was definitely a big part in my opinion. And I definitely, I think honestly for our health in general that the new rules that we have like six foot like social distancing and like all the stores, I feel like it's going to help us run a lot smoother in the end once we get over this um, adjust to the panic, you know? I mean yeah or like the worry because it eventually will become a new normal but I mean everything's new at first and every everything that's new is sometimes scary yeah. so I feel like once we adjust and adapt to everything it might be easier to like grasp and move on with mm-hmm. well said That's another thing. As we're opening up in phase two and potentially opening up more, we don't want to just throw caution to the wind. We're not Mm -hmm. just going to go out and, you know, spread the virus. (laughs) So, you know, as church opens up and as stores open up, we're still all being cautious. So Mm -hmm. don't throw caution to the wind. Mm -hmm. All right. So on that note, let's get into some good news. Abby, do you have a good news story? I do. So a retirement home in Brazil creates something called a hug tunnel. So visitors like family, friends can embrace their loved ones. It's made of thick plastic sheeting. The hug tunnel has arms armholes for visitors and residents to wrap their arms around the person standing on the other side so yeah it's pretty much just like an area where the seniors can be in be safe from the virus but their loved ones can just like kind of stick their arms through like plastic holes and can like actually like touch them without actually touching them but they can feel them on the other side they can embrace them talk to them it's really sweet that's cute that's so sweet. Yeah. Do you think they wash it after each use, though? Oh, for sure. Because or you sanitize it. And yeah. Maybe it's definitely. individualized for each person. <laughs> they all just walking around in bubbles. Yeah. That'd be... I mean, that's kind of what we do. Yeah. Can you imagine how people in retirement centers are going Feeling. through right now? Like, they're lonely to begin with. Mm-hmm. And now, like, they can't even... We can't even see what family they Go outside. Yeah. Yeah. But they can hug people now. They can. And it's, in it's Brazil. Yeah. Up. Yep. 
about. They're getting new things to help adapt to this, so everybody is going to be more interconnected just in different oh, yes. ways. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yes. Any more thoughts on the hug tunnel? It says that residents' faces light up, literally light up when they can see their family members and embrace them in hugs and stuff like that, and that they definitely recommend doing this in the United States. Does it actually say that? They yeah. recommend that? Yeah. Hmm. Uh, if anyone out there runs a senior living home or facility, I re recommend you do this. They definitely should. Yeah, human interaction should. is such a key part in, I you know, know, being human. Know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on to our next good news story, Gracie. Yeah, so a small town in England announces that they have hotel stays open during all the lockdowns in England right now to house homeless locals. And they're repaying the favor with odd jobs around the community to help them build back after all of the economic and local disasters that they may have gone through during the pandemic. So Super I think sweet. that's really awesome that they have a place to stay and feel welcomed. And also, like, you can't help everything that happens. So I feel like this is a good opportunity for growth and to help people learn about God in, a, in my opinion. I feel like this is a really eye-opening experience and it's probably going to help them with their walk um, with God. So, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, this whole thing of being quarantined has crippled so mm -hmm. many people who can't work or uh, mm -hmm. don't have a home or something like that. Or who that. are living paycheck to paycheck and yeah. then their job excuse yep. me they got fired or had to file for unemployment yeah. yeah but this is like giving them a house but also yeah. like them helping them be helping employed. the community too yeah yeah that's really nice i mean community building just when you come together as a community something happens you yeah. know special you like create a special bond you know and you feel more united and especially i feel like in my opinion when like disaster happens that's when you all need to be a team and so like the fact that they're all working together and they're gonna feel way more united and grateful for each other i feel like when this is over or when this is normalized we're gonna have have a much better appreciation for each other so i think that's a really positive picture to, to see yeah all right looks like that's it for the good news so we're gonna get right into the message the best news <laughs> <laughs> the good news have you heard the good news yeah okay so today we're going to be reading matthew chapter 26 verses 36 through 56 that is the part of the bible in matthew one of the parts of the bible that talks about when judas betrays jesus abby will you read of course 36 through 56 right yeah okay. just break it up into chunks though okay like, don't read it all the way through it'll be hard then jesus went to his disciples to a place called gethsemane and said to them sit here while i go there and pray he took peter and the two sons of zebedee along with him and he began to be sorrowful and troubled then he said to them my soul is overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death stay here and keep watch with me Going a little further, he fell with his face to the ground and prayed, My father, if it is possible, may this cup be taken from me, yet not as I will, but as you will. So it's pretty much just about when he is praying to God before he gets thrown on the cross and gets betrayed by Judas. Yes. Spoiler alert. Yeah, I think the what he prays though is very interesting because he knows what's gonna happen like that's not a secret to him he knows what's gonna happen but he still prays and he's like please take this cup from me if it's your will he knows what needs to be done but he doesn't want it to happen and i mean yeah he he knows the trials he has to face but he still prays for relief mm -hmm. but he also doesn't just demand it he's not like take this cup from me just that's it take it from me he's like if it's your will 
take this cup from me. And he's he's still following God's will and not like trying to bend God's will to his will. Which is a good mm-hmm. like parallel to how we should be praying and how mm-hmm. we should be acting. Like we're not going to get anywhere without Jesus in our lives mm-hmm. and we're not going to get anything accomplished. We're not going to get anything we want. Well, I mean, on a surface level, but... We won't be able to heal, the, like, the wounds, you know what I mean, that come yeah. from everything going on. No, yeah. It's just, it, it's impossible. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't know how people can do it. It's just crazy. Yeah. And that it's not about our will, mm-hmm. but it's about God's will of turning things around in our lives. Shall we continue? We shall. Okay. Verse 40. Then he returned to his disciples and found them sleeping. Couldn't you men keep watch with me for one hour? He asked Peter. Watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. The spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. He went away a second time and prayed, My father, it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it. May your will be done. When he came back, he again found them sleeping because their eyes were heavy. So he let them... So he left them and went away once more and prayed the third time, saying the same thing. Then he returned to the disciples and said to them, Are you still sleeping and resting? Look, the hour has come and the Son of Man is delivered into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us go. Here comes my betrayer. This is so like how so many of our relationships are with God because he puts us in a position where we need to be alert and we need to be listening for him. But it's just like how the disciples just like fall asleep. It's like we can't we don't meet him where he is he meets us where we are but because we are selfish and imperfect we refuse to meet him halfway on a lot of things i agree with that i think that what he says with pray so that you don't fall into temptation the spirit is willing and the flesh is weak that's like summing us up Mm -hmm. he's like the spirit is willing like when when you want to do something for god your spirit you want to do this but the flesh in you is like you know, like it tempts you one way or the other, like tells you to do something else. It, yeah, it makes you do something. It makes you fall into temptation Mm -hmm. and your spirit is willing. If I want to go out and like do a missions trip or something, I, my spirit wants that, but then I just, I get distracted. I'm like, oh, I can do this or this or this. And I just Mm -hmm. like distract myself with just fleshly things and not the spirit and it's all because it's about like vigilant praying if you don't vigilantly pray then it doesn't matter how much you want something you're just the flesh you'll fall into temptation the flesh will make you fall into temptation flesh is weak yep shall we continue again (laughs) okay so this is when jesus is being arrested 47 While he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived. With him was a large crowd armed with swords and clubs, sent from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had arranged a signal to them. The one one I kiss is the man. Arrest him. Going at once to Jesus, Judas said, Greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. Jesus replied, Do what you came for, friend. Then the men stepped forward, seized Jesus, and arrested him. With that, one of Jesus' companions reached for his sword, drew it out, and struck the servant of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. Do you think I cannot call on my father, and he will at once put at my disposal more than twelve legions of angels? But how, then, would the scriptures be fulfilled? 
that say I must happen this way. In the hour Jesus said to the crowd, am I leading a rebellion that you have come out with swords and clubs to capture me? Every day I sat in the temple courts teaching and you did not arrest me. But this has all taken place that the writings of the prophets might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples deserted and fled. I feel like when I read that, what really sticks out to me is when he says, put your sword back in its place, Jesus said to him, for all who draw the sword will die by the sword. And it just reminds me of how how we are so quick for violence and like aggressiveness in getting what we want and we are so little patient for God's way to change our like things that were going in our lives and stuff and so when we use the sword and we're so quick to use the sword on others then we die by it. I think something interesting along with them using the sword is the fact that they didn't pray. They did the opposite of what Jesus did. Jesus was like, he knew it was coming. He was like, all right, I mean, I'm right here, you know. And so he already was like submitting to what was going to happen to him because he, that's what he was going to do. He prayed to the father. He's been in communion with the Lord and Peter, or I guess the unnamed man who drew the sword and the other people, they fell asleep and they drew the sword. They didn't do what God or Jesus wanted them because they just like acted based off of what they felt, what they thought, and they weren't in prayer. Mm-hmm. They acted great. out of fear too. And that's what, that's pretty much human nature a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. We act out of fear instead of acting out of the will of God. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> Was that what you were going to say? Yeah. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. You were thinking it. You said it. I agree. <laughs> Something else that stood out to me was when Judas greeted Jesus. He was like, greetings, Rabbi. And Jesus didn't like say anything mean to him. He said, mm-hmm. he called him friend. He's like, friend, yeah. like do what you came to do. And like, it's not like enemy or like person. It's friend because Jesus still loves Judas, even though he betrayed him mm-hmm. or is betraying yeah. him right then. So, I mean, it just kind of shows the love that Jesus has and the love that we're supposed to model. Yeah, I agree. It kind of reminds me of the verse where it's like evil people love people who love them. Yep. And so like, what, what are you if you do that? You're nothing more than an evil person. Yeah. But if you love someone who hates you, then that's, that's kind of like what it's all about. It's Mm -hmm. loving everyone, not just loving who it's convenient. Yeah. I think that applies to a lot of things in life and especially like when you're going through like I don't know like I have a little brother and he's transitioning from like he will be transitioning from middle school to high school and that's something I want him to take with him it's like he already loves everybody you know and I feel like just by doing that he's living by God's word and his will and like presenting that to other people and I think that's like a key value in your relationship with God and Jesus is to love everybody not because they like you like even love the people that don't like you because they have insecurities of their own and you know they need you more than anybody else you know what I mean and God more than anybody else to fill those insecurities with love even if they don't feel that way about it but that's important in my opinion yeah yeah and that this is what this message says to me a lot is specifically that so that's something I definitely recommend that people learn and know (laughs) love love yeah Yeah. I feel like that's just a common theme in the Bible like really no matter what it is it's always like love Mm -hmm. I mean it's the two things that Jesus said it's love God and then love your neighbors as yourself. That's what it's all about. If you're yep. not doing one of those two things, then things aren't going good. Exactly. But if you do them, then it's like, I mean. Things will flow better. Yeah. You know? I mean, even like Paul in prison, like yep. he still loves people. He's like not kind having a worst. bad time. He's yeah. pretty joyful. He may yeah. not be happy, but he's joyful in the yep. Lord. Yep. Yeah. 
I feel like especially, I agree with that so much. I feel like especially in today's day and age where there's so much going on that's covered by media that's so negative and so it kind of just tears you down, you know? Gotta so look, positive. you got to keep it positive. So looking to this, and I feel like especially right now is something that we could all do and we could all like need a little more love, you know what I mean? Yeah. Especially, especially in the way that God's representing it, you know what I mean? And Jesus is rep- representing it. I yeah, think, so. I think that's what we get so good out of it is that we have a lot of things to look forward to and we yes. have a lot of things to live for as Christians and as followers of Jesus. We are able to look toward him whenever we have something going on in our lives, like, and spread that to other people. Yes. Like spread mm-hmm. that joy to other people that are That's our mission. Hopeful. That's our mission in life. Yeah. Is to spread the gospel. Exactly. Um, and live by his word. And I feel like we as Christians, there's a lot of things that come with being a Christian yeah. that are hard because in our culture, it's not the coolest thing to be a Christian. But at the same time, I feel like... It's the best thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's the coolest. Yeah. It's... We got it good. And... Exactly. We're not complaining. It's wholesome. You know, you're never worried about, like, what yeah. we're going to think of you. Like, you're not all about the worldly stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's really important. Yeah. I like yeah. that. Well said, Abby. Thank you. Any thoughts, Ryan? <laughs> you can't have thoughts. He's the he producer. No. <laughs> we just have to narrow You can't have any Ryan. original thoughts. <laughs> the sunglasses are now on, people. I repeat, the sunglasses are now on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. I think something else that stood out to me was just the way Jesus responded to it. He's like, God could send down legions of angels. And I was watching a video, and a legion is like 6,000. And he's like, yeah, he could send down 12 legions of angels and take care of it. And, you know, whatever. But I'm not doing that because this is what I'm supposed to do. And then he also, that's how what he says when they draw the sword, when his disciples draw the sword. But to the people who come to him with like swords and clubs, he's like, I've been teaching in the temple. I've been in public. Where were you then? Why didn't mm-hmm. you arrest me then? Yeah. And it's just kind of interesting that they choose to do it like in the nighttime. Mm-hmm. And like they choose to do it in a way that is unnecessary, I guess. Because like if you spent time with Jesus, I mean, I've never spent like uh-huh. i wasn't there all right <laughs> but i feel like you would know the kind of person he is like is he the kind of mm-hmm. guy you take an army with clubs and swords to to you know right. ambush? well I, I think that's also like a good point too is there would have probably been a huge riot if they did it in the daytime because mm-hmm. so many people really liked him and so many people yes. saw his miracles and really believed in him. And so I think that's a big reason why they did it in the nighttime is because they didn't want to stir up any Two-sided battles. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah, the disciples fled too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's probably, I mean, something to do with fear for one. But Definitely. also, like, just being such a small group, I feel like if it was larger, it could have been more like, oh, we have people on our side. But they fled. Which, I mean, later in the Bible, they most of them, if not all of them, die for Jesus. So what I, in the, the video I was watching, it was interesting because they flee now when it's just like Jesus. And, I mean, just Jesus. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, they flee now. And then later they die for him. And the thing that changes, like, whether they're fleeing or dying was the resurrection i mean they knew who jesus was they saw him perform tons of miracles but like the resurrection dying on the cross that all just like changed the whole thing for them too mm-hmm. and so now they're like i'm going to die for jesus yep. and they do yeah he's a game changer yeah because it's the ultimate really? sacrifice for every single person on earth like in the future in the past the present everyone yeah really impactful and i think it's clear like the resurrection 
was real because mm-hmm. of that because of their attitude change to it because they're scared right now but later after the resurrection they're like we're about we're gonna go like this jesus mm-hmm. is our man yeah agreed well said <laughs> i think that's that's it that's the passage wrapping all up <laughs> yeah so now we will have some questions and we hope that you get together with a group of friends and discuss them and just have a merry grand time <laughs> here are the questions what part of this message correlates with your life currently where in your life do you think you should let jesus's will guide you rather than your own as we are getting back into a routine how has your relationship with christ changed or developed during quarantine what can you do to reflect how jesus handled the struggles in your own life what are ways you can spread the love to those around you you can find these questions and more on the Upper Class Instagram. That's CalvaryMac underscore Upper Class or on the Calvary Mac website. All right, let's go into our closing thoughts. Gracie? Thank you for having me. This was super fun. And I honestly, I think this was a really important message, especially in like all the, the things that we're facing right now. And I'm super, super glad to be back involved with everybody from church. I missed everyone so much. So it's really nice to at least have some normalcy. And I'm looking forward to um, seeing our new changes and hopefully um, leaning towards the better and spreading more love. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Abby? Because all the things that are happening with, like, the problems in our country, with our politics and the stuff with the Black Lives Matter riots and protests and stuff and issues with police brutality, I think it's just super important that we just remember that it's really not a race war. It's a war of sin, and people are just sinning. And they don't know God, and they might say they do, but if you really do love Jesus, it doesn't matter what race you are or where you live or how rich you are, how poor you are. You can love anyone, no matter what race, religion, party, and politics. Yeah. That's really good. All right. So <clears throat> just remember, guys, as everything's opening up and we're getting back to church and, you know, we're going back to youth group, hanging out, seeing our friends, just remember that home is your first church and that you need to make sure your relationship starts at home and is developed at home. And then going to church is like the overflow of that. You get to all come together as the body of Christ and worship God together. And that's it for the Upper Class Podcast, episode 15. Like and subscribe. Gracie really wants to say that. (laughs) And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Do you want to pray before the message? Or I guess I can. Do we ever pray before? This is my podcast. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, Ryan, don't put that in the podcast. <laughs> yeah, Ryan, I beat you up. <laughs> I, I know. He's, He's going to put this in the intro. He's literally yeah, going to put this in the intro. It's going to be me being like, this is my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's going to be like, enter in. And it's gonna be like, I'm Kyler. Oh oh I'm Kyler. This is my podcast. Okay, I know. I hope so. <laughs> so I think we're about to start. I need to drink of water. <laughs> Already.